0: I want them to understand that there's so much that they can do to remain healthy. So Mm -hmm. the first thing is do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Now, to be a little more esoteric, if you are afraid, then what's happening here on the planet as the matrix dissolves, that's really held us as slaves for a very long time, Mm -hmm. then feel the fear but understand that you have the power because there's so much light pouring in to alchemize it into freedom. So then the other thing is do not, do not. You got to accentuate the positive.
1: You're listening to Karen Swain, teacher of deliberate creation, accentuating the positive, showing you a way to a better life.
0: Accentuating the positive, it's not just fad, it's sanity. Who in their right mind would accentuate anything else?
1: Hello and welcome to another show, Accentuating the Positive with Karen Swain. As always, wonderful to be with you again. I have the delicious and gorgeous... Dr. Christiane Northrop with me today. Hello, Dr. Northrop. Hello. Christiane. Great to be here. Wonderful to be here all the way over there in the States, and it's a beautiful winter day here in Australia. Dr. Northrop is a visionary and a voice in the New Age health spiritual movement. Well, I don't know. What do we call this movement? So many names to call this movement.
0: <laughs> right. What do we call this? <laughs> What? There new, thought, like, truth
1: <laughs> thought. new thought, truther, new thought. Like There yeah. actually was a movement many years ago, at the beginning of the last century, called the New Thought Movement. And a lot of spiritualists got together. Anyway, that's another. But uh, uh, an authority, a voice, and I thought we'd have some, um, we'd have some interesting things to talk about today. But let me read you, Dr. Northrop's uh, bio here. She's extensive. Christiane Northrop, M.D., is a visionary pioneer in women's health. A board-certified OBGYN with more than 30 years of clinical experience and a former assistant clinical professor of OB-GYN at the University of Vermont College of Medicine. A three-times New York best-selling author of Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom, The Wisdom of Menopause, and Goddesses Never Age. Other books include doing uh, dodging energy vampires fascinating making life easy and others which you can see all on her website drnorthrop.com or drnorthrop.com in 2013 readers digest named dr northrop one of the hundred most trusted people in america and in 2016 she was named one of oprah Winfrey's super soul 100 uh winfrey super soul 100 a group of leaders who are using their voices and talents to awaken humanity and in 2020 she was included in the Watkins Spiritual 100 a list of living people that make a unique and spiritual contribution to uh, at a global scale internationally known for her empowering approach Dr Northrop embraces medicine that acknowledges the unity of mind, body and emotions and spirit and teaches women to create health by tuning into their inner wisdom. It's not just for women, though, is it? I mean, I know that you speak a lot to women, but it's health is health, right? It's sort of-
0: you got it. Health is health. And, you know, about 90% of what I say applies to men as well. Yeah. Really. Yeah.
1: After decades spent transforming women's understanding of their sacred bodies and processes, she teaches women to thrive at every stage of life. Love that. Dr. Northrop has also hosted eight highly successful public television specials and her work has been featured on The Oprah Winfrey Show, as we discussed, The Today Show, NBC Nightly News, The View, Rachel Ray, Good Morning America 2020 and The Dr Oz Show, amongst many other podcasts, I'm sure, like mine that don't get a mention. (laughs) She acknowledges (laughs) our individual and collective capacity for growth, freedom, joy, and balance okay so <laughs> we've
0: that's all stuff I've done yeah
1: we've yeah. established you're an authority in um, you know I, I suspect you started your career through the medical route did you sort of go to medical school or
0: did you yes start- I went to Dartmouth Medical School I did my residency in OBGYN at Tufts New England Medical Center in Boston and then I moved to Maine and was in private practice for six years, but also taught medical students and uh, was a clinical assistant professor for, you know, for a while. And um, so I had a, a lovely balance of the conventional medicine. But the last year of my residency, I met Michio Cushi, who brought macrobiotics to the United States. And I began to sit in with him on his consultations and i saw that when people changed their diet there was often remarkable healing so i began to add that stuff early on but i also came from a really um what do you call it i was radicalized before i went to medical school my dad's brother and sister were medical doctors and he was a dentist who believed that you could tell someone's state of health by looking in their mouth and he saw his job as making good smiles and long before yogurt was commercially available, my mother would make yogurt and take it to my dad's patients who were on antibiotics. So we grew up with you know an organic garden and Adele Davis and all of that. But I also saw two family members signing out of the hospital against medical advice or they would be dead. And so I learned early on that there were limits to conventional medicine and that doctors didn't always tell you that they didn't know what was going on. And so. I entered with uh, not the rose-colored glasses that most people enter medical school wearing. I was also, you know, well, you know, there's probably other ways to think about things.
1: Yeah. Yes, certainly. It's so interesting listening to your story. I went the naturopathic route i entered you know college and so we talked a lot about diet and isn't it crazy that medicine like this is 30 35 years ago is not was not talking about diet i mean is it still talking about diet i suppose your average uh general practitioner is he not really not Not really
0: really. i was made fun of i mean my colleagues made made fun of me which was fine as long as i was included in the jokes i knew that i wouldn't be burned at the stake and, um, but you know, just just uh, had to close my door so that my colleagues would not hear what I was saying. If I was talking to someone about nutrition, that's how bad it was. And to this day, it, it just, all you have to do is look at the food people are served in hospitals. I mean, I it should be the best, freshest, most organically grown food available on the planet in fact, it's it's the worst. It tastes like cardboard. Often, um, I can't remember the last. My daughter was in the hospital for um, having a baby, and uh, you know, and they bragged about, oh, you can order a la carte, and you know, the food is this and that, and it was just as bad as ever. You just had a bigger choice.
1: <laughs> oh, absolutely, and cooked with love <laughs> instead yeah. instead of in a sterile environment, and they can't wait to get home, and you know, like. Uh, but, you know, interestingly enough, as you were learning about food, I was thinking after five years full-time study, there's something more to it. You know, it's not just about food and liver cleansers. There's something more to it. And like was on that trajectory looking for something. Homeopathy was the only thing that was talking about consciousness and energy. And you, we had a little group, a little hidden secret group, talking about right. black box yeah. homeopathy. I mean, you know, it, and I just want to point out but 30 years ago, Things like homeopathy and vitamins and diet was conce- considered woo-woo. And like 30 years on, like what we consider woo-woo or strange or conspiracy, it's like a whole different, but it just keeps evolving, doesn't it? We just keep evolving. Well, it
0: does. And, you know, what's interesting is I read my first book about angels when I was 12, uh, Flower right. House, Natives of Eternity. And so I was always interested in all of Edgar Cayce's work. Yeah. Um, you know, my sister was killed in a car accident when I was a second year resident. And we, we met a full trance medium who channeled uh, Dr. Andre and he told my mother all about, uh, you know, who was in the car when my sister died and it was a great portal that was that was open. So, um, You know, I recently lost my life partner and I knew the circumstances were not great. So I called up uh, one of my medium friends Belinda Womack and I said, Look, you've you got to follow his soul. I don't want him stuck. I got to make sure he gets across the portal. So, you know, because I've seen what dreams may come. So I've always incorporated this stuff in my practice for those who are willing, you know, and more and more people are opening up to the fact that there's more to life than you could ever imagine. Things are not what they seem in just three dimensional reality.
1: Oh, so absolutely. This is the mass awakening that's happening at the moment. And even if people are just awakening to some untruths, call them lies, call them conspiracy, but just awakening to not everything is as you think it is, you know, (laughs) Like, just, you know, there are masses awakening to that and then they have to go down that rabbit hole, don't they? Then they have to sort of start Uh, Asking questions, and um, it's the it's the questioners, isn't it? The people that question reality—they're they're they're the ones awakening instead of just taking it all on board and going right. Well, I
0: think that that there's uh, there's two groups. You know, Magenta Pixie out of London. She says there's the Indigos. That's like me. We want to dig down the rabbit holes, find out what's really going on. And then there's the crystals. She calls them, and they're the people who just are empathic and they give massages and they just sort of hold a light vibration. The other stuff is too jarring for them. I mean, you know, my own daughters, when I talk about child sex trafficking and adrenochrome and all that, they're like, no, no, don't. I can't handle it. Don't talk to me about that. Okay.
1: My daughter too, at the beginning of the pandemic, I had the, just, you know, my guides, it's like, it's it's not a pandemic. It's not a pandemic.
0: No, it's and, not.
1: And I, and I was, and she's going, well, we're in a pandemic. And I'm like, oh, we're not in a pandemic. And she's like, <laughs> you don't know, you don't know. Like, she's believing it. She's really, but anyway, let's go back to your story. Belinda Womack, just divine, had her on the show. Just love Belinda Womack. Oh, you
0: did? Oh God, so, don't you just love her? I just adore her. She has just sort of saved my life. I adore her.
1: <laughs> she's amazing. Look, she's one of, look, I've been doing, I've been doing this on media for 10 years and for about 25 years, you know, I used to host um, people live every Monday night. And uh, she's one of the few, few after the show that sort of just started, you know, volunteering some information for me. I don't ask people cause I've got my own mob. I can ask and just so generous, beautiful yes. spirit. Yeah. Yes. She is, yes. So where are we in your story? So you went through medicine to diet, and you went as you became a holistic do- a doctor. And- yes, I
0: was actually yeah, on the board of the American Holistic Medical Association. Mm-hmm. Was president of that group with Bernie Siegel, who wrote Love Medicine and Miracles, the Yale surgeon. So that was all happening when I was having children and in practice in a in a pretty standard group. And around about 1985, I realized. I can't stay in this situation. I need to be in a practice, in a place where my children could come in if they were sick and had to come home from school. And it just needs to be way more comfortable for women. And so with two nurse practitioners and one more OBGYN, we, we co-founded a place called Women to Women, and we bought an old Victorian house and made the bedrooms into exam rooms and the closets into changing rooms and so i was there for about 12 years and that's where i did the groundwork for the book women's bodies women's wisdom and we also had a woman there patricia rice who practices a uh, a therapy called therapeia where she just sits with people and she's also a profound artist and she had done all the illustrations for Maria Gimbutas' seminal work called Through the Goddess, all of the work about the prehistoric uh, Paleolithic goddesses and those goddess cultures that were uh, prevalent 30,000 years ago, which were partnership cultures. So she would begin to relate what was going on in the woman's life to how it was manifesting in her body. And because we had that in depth, in depth psychological work going on and then we would all see what the physical manifestations were, I began to put together a theory that the the way in which a woman is treated in a patriarchal society um, comes through her body in the language of what we call gynecologic problems like fibroids and breast cancer and Mm. cervical problems and menstrual cramps. You know, when 60, 70% of all women suffer around the cycle necessary for all life on earth then something's wrong something's absolutely. wrong
1: absolutely when you think about women you know women are so body focused because you know men are sort of looking at women's women's bodies might well not all men but a lot of them <laughs> and you know women are always thinking about their body as this sex object, just even today. I think, I thought that that would change as I got older and the new generation came through, but no, no,
0: (laughs) no, it hasn't changed. I think that it it will, as we get through this portal,
1: Mm.
0: because because we're becoming sovereign beings. Mm. And I am uh, seeing that what women need to do is we need to put a high price on our own heads and bodies and we must we must stand in our value and our beauty and not settle for a shlomo guy just because he's a guy women have settled and i know why we've had to please men otherwise we'd be killed it's pretty simple i mean one in three women uh will be raped you know when i just finished the The current revision of um the wisdom of menopause which is you know it's just this gigantic i'll just show you it's a gigantic dome. yeah it's a textbook really of of women's health but i call this the post me too version it's the post harvey weinstein (laughs) version because when i was always told in the 80s when i began to do the research that my patients were crazy everyone else's patients were normal. That's what my male colleagues told me. Oh, you see all the crazy women. I just see normal women. No, you see women who aren't telling you the truth. Mm. (laughs) And I can, and you can see why. I mean, you can see why, but
1: that's- I could go into this. I I probably, what I remember going to a male doctor when I was a young woman on the pill and saying, you know, it's, it's not working for me. I've got these symptoms. Ah. And he said, you'll get used to it. And I remember looking at him (laughs) so furious. This is before I started started to study. And I thought, you're a man. What do you mean I'll get used to it? How do you know how I feel? Anyway, that's a long story. But yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. I think doctors are different. That's common. That's that's the discounting of uh, what a woman's going through. It's systemic. It's been systemic. And right now, I believe, by the way, um, I think the entire medical system is collapsing just like the entire public uh, health system and the entire public school system.
1: Wow. Oh, this is where we're going to go with this conversation. Well, I hope so. I don't know if it's collapsing. Why? They're trying their darndest to not collapse it. What with what's going on in the world, but mm-hmm. I just want to say one thing. You know, you're on Facebook every day doing a live on Facebook, and I've watched a couple of them <laughs> yakking to the camera. I so I so appreciate you doing that. I. Because, uh, you know, I guess you imagine that you're talking to people when it's just you and the computer. Just, you know, do you imagine that there are people there? I've always found it hard to just talk to the computer screen. <laughs> yes,
0: it's got, yes, it's gotten to the point where I feel um, because we now have this whole planetary collective that tunes in every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we, just, we call ourselves, you know, the warriors of the radical light. Yes. And, um, and because... There's so many comments, and the faces have now, and the names have become familiar. And people send me letters, and there's great comments. So I feel um, tremendous intimacy with this group. And I always think, you know, when when we're through this thing and we're into next year, it would be great to have a reunion somewhere where we all just come together and hug each other, um, because you need uh, you need someone with a high vibration who can see it, who's not afraid. And so for me, you see, my my time in conventional medicine with a holistic bent has prepared me beautifully for this because everything that I believed in um, long ago, like that mammograms aren't all they're cracked up to be, that uh, you need more vitamin D, that folic acid should be given to pregnant women, that we need omega-3 fats in baby formula if you're not gonna breastfeed, all those things were seen as crazy at the time. Yeah. So I've been around this long enough so that this, this just feels like, okay, I've been here before.
1: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and everyone's
0: getting gaslighted. I mean, you're getting gas. I mean, look at what just happened to all those doctors who talked about hydroxychloroquine. I, I heard there were 100 million views of that. Of that thing before Facebook censored it and Twitter Not censored Twitter, it.
1: Twitter, uh, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, it all, every platform, it was taken down on. Yeah.
0: Platform. So now, what you want? It, what I tell people is, if you'd like to know what the truth is, just go where it's censored. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, I was going to say that I watched a couple of your um, chats on Facebook and. <clears throat> I saw you getting back to women's bodies. I saw you talking about the Epstein documentary on Netflix, right? And I thought uh, as much as my curious mind um, wanted to watch it, I thought, no, I don't want to tune into that. It's hideous. You know, I don't want to watch that. And then I saw you talking about, I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch it. So I watched it.
0: (laughs) I watched it. I'll tell you what was interesting to me. I wanted to see the girls. I wanted to see what they had to say. Same thing with that Larry Nassar one about the, it's called athlete a, Larry Nasser, for 30 years, sexually abused the Olympic gymnastics team. Uh, oh, because, yeah. you know, when I, I wrote Dodging Energy Vampires, and I was very interested, how is it that sociopaths groom people to, um, you know, to then abuse them? But you get groomed by, your, by the whole family. I mean, Nasser was good friends with a lot of those families. And I remember hearing that one of the dads of one of the girls, committed suicide when he realized Mm. that he had literally let this guy come into the house, be a family friend. But narcissists, energy vampires, are that charming. I had a a friend who was the clinical psychologist for the diocese of um, Brooklyn, I think, and he worked with a lot of uh, priests and was really good at his job. And he said, I have to tell you that even I, and I'm very good at this, I can be taken in by an energy vampire, a borderline, a sociopath, a narcissist, if he or she is charismatic enough and good looking enough. And, um, you know, there's that wonderful book, In Sheep's Clothing. Um, there's a certain type of person that this sociopath targets, and they, they tend to be healers, empaths, those of us who believe that everyone's good at heart. And they're only like they are because they were hurt in childhood. Mm-hmm. And that though that has a grain of truth, it's certainly not the whole truth at all. And it actually doesn't matter because it, we can't enable them. Boundaries have to be set. So I realized in my practice, and I don't know if you found this, in a primary care practice, about one in, no, one in five people is uh, a narcissist or a borderline and you can't help them they're not coming to get help they're coming for your energy and a certain kind of empath with them um, <laughs> hysterical blindness actually uh, it's called super traits it's uh, sandra brown's work women who love psychopaths a title that i just didn't believe until i got into it and then i thought oh god it's true <laughs> but you know we we're blind to how they work we don't see that we can be harmed we believe that we can help we rush in and so we're taken in by the sob story so let's just say a bunch of women are at a cocktail party and a guy comes up to a super trait empath woman and he starts to talk about his ex-wife has kicked him out and he can't see the kids and all that and so Um, a super trade empath will go, Oh my God, maybe I can help this guy. Maybe, you know, maybe I can elevate him. And then a normal person will say, what a loser. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
1: I so relate to the whole, I want to help you. Whenever whenever I hear anyone that's sick, I'm like, what can I do to help them? I I I know. I know."
0: I know. And you and I, we have, and here's the thing, you know, we're like, we're like weaponized with the ability to help. I mean, vitamin C, vitamin D. zinc, you've got all the naturopathic <laughs> but, things, you know, and then. <laughs>
1: yeah, but that's what I found watching that watching that thing with Epstein. I mean, as much as you call him, what do you call him? A super whatever, whatever, narcissist, whatever. I, I just felt when I was watching this. I have a friend who's been um, counseling inside AA for thirty, forty years. I just felt like he was a sex addict. He was just sick. He was sick. And I'm like, had he not had power and charm and all that sort of stuff, had he not been playing this power game and money game, if it was not sex and it was alcohol, he would have got help instead of people enabling his disease.
0: Like um, notice the enabling. I mean, come on, the president of the United States and the first lady. I mean, it's like, everyone enabled him
1: everyone because it's this it's look i grew up my parents were, were somewhat wealthy and then dad lost all his money so i grew up around money of the wealthiest people in australia and i just saw so much dysfunction around these you know so much dysfunction around money money just seems to i never saw money do anything really good for people like a lot of money i'm not just talking yeah, small yeah, yeah. amounts of money so you can go on holidays and stuff i mean a lot of money and. Uh, Uh, There's so much distortion around this and and people crawling up ladders trying to get close to people that have got money. Anyway, all that has to change. And hopefully what we're going through, Christiane, will change it all, you know? It will, because... Especially the Epstein story, especially his story coming out, people,
0: yeah. Well, and then the other one that's going to come out is his uh, procurer, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell. I mean, she's the one... I mean, when I heard that she's a helicopter pilot and a submarine pilot, it's like, Whoa, there's stuff going on. <laughs> there's stuff going on there. <laughs> okay, well, let's let's
1: get into what you think uh, you know what you have been talking about on Facebook. How did uh, what do you think's going on in our world at the moment? Like well, well you
0: know I remember um astrologically, all the people that I follow said, twenty twenty, is going to be this amazing year and you know it's like the world will never be the same and you go okay great and i know that we have um three i think jupiter pluto conjunctions no not jupiter pluto jupiter saturn no pluto saturn big guys big guys so the first one was something like uh january 12th and then there's this and that and so pluto is the god of the underworld, it rules power, atomic power, but also sewage and plumbing. And then there is Saturn, which is the old guard, rules Capricorn, structures, the the law of the father's patriarchy. When those two come together, it's the breakdown and transformation of all the old power structures. So what we're seeing is the dissolution of the education system, the medical system, and by the way, let's be very clear, the current medical system that we have all sprang from the Flexner Report in the 1920s when John D. Rockefeller of Standard Oil systematically went around and closed all the homeopathic, all the naturopathic, all the women's medical schools because, and he invented the word quack, mm-hmm. and suddenly then All these pharmaceutical people, doctors, they were seen as the real doctors and anyone who did herbs or homeopathy or acupressure or acupuncture was seen as a quack. They invented the word quack. And there was such a huge amount of money involved, then like giving enormous sums of money to um, the medical schools of the day, the allopathic medical schools. So suddenly any other way of thinking was just soundly trounced and now what we're seeing is the dissolution of that because the average 65 year old in the united states is on six prescription medications it's as though you can't get through life without a drug and you know so it's it's not we we do not have a drug deficiency of this, that, and the other thing. I think it's something like, oh, more than maybe a third of women are on psych meds at this point. You have any kind of thing going on, PMS, whatever, you get put on a psych med. This is insane. Um, And we know that uh, properly prescribed medication in the United States is the third leading cause of death. medical errors whatever so we need to look at and it's the same by the way with our agriculture big ag we've now created a thing where you know we have super bugs in the animals you many antibiotics are given to cattle to chickens so our microbiome is off we need regenerative soil regenerative agriculture we we cannot we are on an unsustainable path as uh, dr zach bush says one of my major heroes right no, and absolutely. swoon swoon okay yeah, swoon, <laughs> I mean, he's cute but
1: he's super duper intelligent he's all empathic, of it you know Indeed. spiritual he's yeah. just getting stuck he's just warming up that kid i tell you
0: absolutely, exactly right and what he says is on our current trajectory mm life on earth won't exist in 80 years with air pollution and also i i loved what he said about i mean not that i love the message but when i first heard him speak about how wuhan was the place it started he said that is the most polluted air on the planet Mm. and so we can't continue to have this degree of and i would call it um anti-living medicine, anti-living agriculture, like we always have to have the next pesticide to kill the weeds, the next pesticide to kill the bugs. Everything about our world has been against life. Antibiotic.
1: It's been antibiotic. Yes, antibiotic. It's been a war. This is what Belinda and I discussed. We've been, we're in a war. Everything is a war. It's the war against health. It's the war against germs. It's the war against you know, the pests, it's, you know, we're in a war and any natural healer or energetic healer will know that healing is not about fighting something. It's about like relaxing and letting the natural system, like we're wired for healing. We're wired for health and just like stopping the resistance and letting that happen, as opposed to like driving forward, like fighting this.
0: And, and, and look at now, you know, I know that Australia is the same as the United States. We now have um, we've mandated in many states seventy-two vaccines by the time a kid is eighteen. Oh, it's crazy. And for most people, there were three or four until 1986, when Congress in the United States passed what's called the Act. That completely removed liability from all uh, vaccine manufacturers, and the vaccine manufacturers, by the way, are serial felons. I mean, they have been uh, charged billions of dollars in fines for things like the Vioxx scandal, Gardasil. I did a, um, I did a webinar with uh, the Children's Health Defense Organization, RFK Jr.'s organization, about Gardasil, along with Mary Holland and Kim Mac Rosenberg, who wrote the book. HPV um, on trial about that particular vaccine. I was on Oprah when they asked me, you know, what do you think about that vaccine? And I, I had the mic and I had the worldwide audience and I said, you're not gonna like me. I don't think it's a very good one. Little did I know that it was going to make young women sterile, um, dead, disabled, same with boys. Um, and, and when you look at what pediatricians are giving out to their patients, they say, oh no, it's only in you know, about one in a million ever has a problem. And the, the data is just not that. So and now in my profession in OBGYN, what are we doing? We are giving pregnant women flu shots. And a flu shot, by the way, increases your chance of getting sick with another respiratory virus 4.4 times what it would be because it's changing immunity. And we're also giving pregnant women DTAP, even though we know that the current vaccine, that the germ itself has morphed, has evolved, so the DTaP is not even effective against pertussis, I don't see, frankly, how today's doctors can continue doing what they're doing. I mean, I learned to do circumcisions and I did hundreds. I couldn't do one now, I know better. So I don't know how you manage to inject pregnant women with the toxins that are in vaccines that go right into the developing fetal brain. Yeah. So. Well,
1: the way I see it, if you understand consciousness, you cannot sustain those practices. Like when you're yeah. like, even even talking about, you were talking before about mammograms. I'm re- I remember I read the Seth books like 30 years ago. Oh, yes. And, and in the Seth books, uh, he said, they said, um, you know, when you look something like you're searching your breasts for lumps or you're searching your you know if you're a man your um, testicles for lumps when you're looking for something you're creating it so like you'll find what you're looking for you keep looking you'll find it i remember that it's like and so doctors say you know come in have a test have a mammogram test 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 we're going to look for stuff we're going to look for stuff we're going to look for stuff so when you understand consciousness you cannot continue these practices
0: no i really this is how i describe women's health conventional women's health, it's this. We didn't find anything, keep coming back, we will. Yeah,
1: <laughs> we will, we'll create it. If you haven't got a disease, we'll create one for you. <laughs> All
0: right, you know, my, my, um, this is the way I describe the self breast exam, right? Okay, make your hand into two mind sweepers. And now touch yourself to make sure that you don't find anything that's gonna kill you. I mean, it makes no sense, you know? I mean, <laughs> who wants to do that?
1: it's crazy but you know and this is what i'm passionate about is the is the expansion of consciousness i was a friend of mine was saying the other day i've got this beautiful friend who's like we've become really good friends he's a a client that i met 20 years ago and and i've been saying you know you've he works as a business person i've had him on the show he's got to be more out there in the consciousness but he's been running his business and he says you know he spreads the light through his business and i'm like okay but up this COVID thing he um it's really woken him up to like wanting to do more and i I suspect there's a lot of people out there like that they've always been into it but there's just this um hurry to sort of like do more and he said there should be universities and consciousness all over the planet and i'm like yes right you know teaching people how to flow their energy how to think and feel and create their own reality and call it law of attraction call it deliberate creation call it consciousness whatever you want to call it but or it should be a a subject, at least a subject, in every school and university.
0: Oh, absolutely. What are schools and universities? They're teaching you how to be a university professor. That's the end goal, just how to be a university professor. I mean, I am thrilled with the fact that in the United States, about 40% of people do not want to send their kids back to school right now to have a four-year-old wearing a mask for seven hours um, and socially distancing. I mean, this is, you know, as um, Dr. Pam Popper says, I I love her platform, and she says, well, they'll have psychiatric problems that'll last them the rest of their lives from that. (laughs) I mean, you know, to be afraid of other children. And I just heard that the California Teachers Union is afraid to go back. They won't go back to school unless, um, California defunds the police. I just heard this, and I thought that is I, I I'm speechless. I don't even know what to say. I, this is there's a lot of stuff that doesn't make any sense oh, there for is. anybody. And and you really have to suddenly there's a lot of cognitive dissonance.
1: Absolutely. Okay, so
0: here's how I describe that. Your whole life, let's say, you're brought up Catholic. And it's been a really good religion for you. You go to mass, you say the rosary, you do the holy water, you like the frankincense. There's a lot about the ritual that's very, very healing. And then uh, about when your son is about, I don't know, 20, you discover that the priest that you loved in your parish sexually abused your son, who's now depressed and suicidal. Um, And then you watch the movie Spotlight. And you watch the end credits, and you see that this was happening all over the world. And the, what the church, the Cardinal in Boston, did to hide it is unbelievable. And you know, the actor Mark Ruffalo, is, he often plays these fantastic whistleblowers like he did in uh, Dark Waters about uh, Teflon and um, DuPont which you know when i watched that this past christmas i said how come i mean i knew not to use teflon but i didn't know about the chemical ce6 or ce8 and how it was creating all those problems because dupont can just pay a fine for each individual person and uh nothing ever happens that's what's breaking down because it has to it has to mm-hmm. and I don't know what the COVID thing is. I really don't know. We don't. If you were to have the doctors who really understand testing, like Dr. Sherry Tenpenny,
1: mm. be on
0: your show, they would tell you, I don't even know what we're testing. It's oh, a strand good. of RNA. I yeah. mean, yes, are people getting sick? Yes. But now we're back to air pollution and maybe the turning on of all those 5G towers, which is. A whole other thing and you know so why do we have these places where like New York where there are many many deaths but then you look at Dr. Cuomo Dr. Cuomo the governor the mayor putting all those people into nursing homes the worst possible environment so that hundreds died uh, needlessly Mm. I I don't think that you have to dive into conspiracy theories if you just look at the facts I mean and you know and and you do and what you do need to do though you need to step outside democrat republican um cnn fox you have to step outside of those things but you also have to look at who owns the mainstream media who owns it and what is the reason why they would censor so much these days i mean i Mm -hmm. i think i'm I think I'm one post away from losing my platform, you know, on Facebook.
1: I was wondering about that. Actually, I was thinking you're still
0: there. <laughs> well, I know, but my, you know, we're doing puppies and kittens for a while now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well,
1: you know, in Australia, we well, we have Fox and CNN because everything's, you know, on the internet now. But we have a different media system, but it's the same story. And. uh, it's the same story on all the media outlet, on the mainstream media outlets. Yeah, and even though it's not Fox and CNN, it's it's you know Channel Ten and Channel Nine, Channel Seven and ABC, which is Australian Broadcasting Commission. It's still the same story. I, I cannot watch it. I, I just it's um, no, no
0: because it's. Did you see uh, Operation um, What is it called? Project Mockingbird. Uh, it Mo- project Mockingbird is a I think it was a CIA operation where they literally have the newscasters all over the world fed exactly the same phrase. Oh,
1: I did see that. You that was a documentary. That. I did see that. Yeah. Yeah,
0: out of Shadows that was from yeah. out of shadows where they also talked about operation paperclip.
1: Yeah.
0: So, you know, there's, there's certainly some data that the people who brought you the third Reich are trying to bring us the fourth Reich. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we, what I tell people is you don't listen to me. I'll give you a whole bunch of things. And then you can, you can see like Do one the of the research. resources is um, questioningcovid.com. And that was put together by my friends, Dr. Kelly Brogan, a psychiatrist, and her husband, Sayerji, who runs Green Med Info. And they have the world experts on testing, on virology, on uh, whatever, who simply are questioning the mainstream narrative. Now, the mainstream narrative, um, in my state, my state of Maine, is that it is you know that it is so dangerous that you know we all need masks and all of that. Um, we had uh, <laughs> this is terrible, but we had a woman die of a shark attack uh, two days ago. Uh, she was swimming in a black wetsuit, and they were chumming, meaning chumming, throwing uh, dead fish in the water to bring in bait fish. So you really don't want to go into the water when they're putting that bait out there and you look like a seal. So it was like the second death from a great white shark in the history of Maine, except for I think there was one in 1860. But you know, the headline was more people died of COVID in Maine yesterday. More people died of shark attacks than COVID. I mean we have had no deaths in the northern part of the state. None, like none. And they never, here's what the news never reports on and they need to. They never report on the number of people who had it and recovered. They wow. just don't report on it. So I want people to understand what happens to you when you listen to the mainstream media. And generally you become terrified Well, because that's what yes. they're selling.
1: Let's, they're, yeah. Let's get back to what Seth said. I read it, you know, I mean, that was in the 60s. It
0: was great stuff.
1: What you focus on, you create, right? What you focus on, you create. So what is the media doing? It is focusing only on the problem, like only on the problem. It's never focused on solutions. Oprah was the only show that I watched when I was a young mum and I was at home watching daytime television that had – the problem, like I was raped and beaten by my father, and hidden in a closet, and blah blah blah. But I learned forgiveness, or yeah, you know, I, like after that, she create, you know, she she had the sensationalism, but then she had the salute, you know, like she did love sensationalism, like most mainstream media. It's like you can't be on mainstream media unless you're talking just about problems.
0: Yeah, um, but what she did that was really interesting is um, her career and mine paralleled in that she did 25 years of waking up the planet to all these things that were hidden Mm. alcoholism sexual abuse rape uh all of that stuff
1: yeah prescription drug addiction
0: yeah she she brought it up yes she made it entertaining and i have to say that she had the smartest people i have ever worked with in television they really? were amazing. I was on that show 10 times.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, amazing thing. I used to love Oprah. When I say used to, she's not on television anymore, I suppose she is. But uh, what I saw in Oprah that used to frustrate me was I saw someone who had deep spiritual beliefs that didn't um, allow much of it to be presented. Like even when she had Esther Hicks on her show, she had her on her radio show but she didn't put her on her television show because she said, people aren't ready for it. And I'm sitting here, I used to scream at my television
0: a lot. I'm like, it doesn't matter if people aren't ready for it, do it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know. But you know, if you, you and I are, we're just like light worker starseeds and um, we're, you know, we're out at the front of the parade because we were born to do that, you know, and to try as much as we can to translate to the masses. But in general, I, I think our job is to just hold a certain vibration and and not get involved in fighting about what we know. I exactly. mean, just, just sort of let people stay where they are. You know, I mean, if people are, we have many people, I swear to you, who are going to be found mummified in a corner and a hazmat suit, goggles and a mask, because they're so afraid at this point. I mean, you know, I know people who said, I will not see you, I will not see anyone, I'm not coming out of my house till they have a vaccine. And when you look at the vaccine, which is at this point, makes at least 20% of the people in the clinical trials deadly ill and we don't even know if they have anything like real immunity. I mean, once you get into that, however, however, you and I both know with the SETH material, what you believe tends to manifest. So if you believe that this is gonna keep you safe, then probably that's a good thing. I know too much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Belief is where it's at. I mean, that, that's belief is where it's at. So, uh, yes, I've never seen anything on mainstream television that even entertains that thought. And, and because of the chaos that we're going through and the confusion and the people questioning it is introducing it in a way this, you know, I mean, it looks crazy, But it it is, it's all for a reason. I mean, the crazier life becomes, the more people question, you know, they question the authority that they held so dear. My government, my religion, my whatever, you know, my doctors, my medical system, they start to question it. And once you start questioning. And
0: that's uncomfortable. Now we're back to cognitive dissonance. All of us want to have how we behave and how we believe all lined up and yeah. suddenly you realize, wait a minute, I can't trust my church, I can't trust my government, I can't trust my doctor, what am I going to do? And that's when the yeah. consciousness blossoms, you're gonna yeah. trust yeah. yourself is what you're gonna do because yeah. this vehicle can be a barometer of truth exactly. once you trust it.
1: Now I see you're looking at the clock, do you have to be somewhere else? Have you got no, another no, report?
0: I'm, I'm good, I'm good. You're good,
1: good. okay. All right, so um so what what for people watching this, um what do you what's the message you want to give them about what's happening in the medical system and you know what they should do with the chaos in the world?
0: Okay, I want them to understand that there's so much that they can do to remain healthy. So Mm -hmm. the first thing is do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Now, to be a little more esoteric, if you are afraid then what's happening here on the planet as the matrix dissolves, that's really held us as slaves for a very long time, Mm -hmm. then feel the fear, but understand that you have the power because there's so much light pouring in to alchemize it into freedom. So then the other thing is, do not do not watch mainstream media. Mm-hmm. Certainly not television. I mean, I've said for years, television brings you the curated bad news of the entire planet and sets it to evocative music. Yeah. I mean, you don't have you don't have a prayer. I mean, the Weather Channel, right? I mean, in in Maine here now we have, we don't just have a snowstorm anymore. We have a snow NATO. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> It's, people are now weather wimps. I grew up south of Buffalo. You want weather. <laughs> weather wimps, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I used to drive in snowstorms. My God, Buffalo, New York is famous for, you know, getting seven feet of snow in you know, overnight. School was never canceled. Um, you know, now it's, it's liability and it's all of that. And everyone has to be safe. You know, what's, what's the mantra now you go out? Stay safe. Stay safe. I think stay sane is a much better. Stay, <laughs> stay safe. I
1: love that. <laughs> okay. Sane. So for people that do watch the mainstream media and they rely on that source to get their news, where do you su- suggest they go for, you know, updates on what's happening in our world? Where do you suggest they look?
0: Well, let me just say this whenever possible, if you can do this. So, so, you know, (laughs) let me, let me just go on to really, really unsteady ground. If you want to know what Donald Trump said, for instance, in the, in the United States, you have to watch him yourself. You cannot rely on the spin of what they said he said. So you need to, as much as possible, go to the original source. Um, then I would, uh, if you can, maybe subscribe to some things that are more centrist, you know, down the middle. Like I get the Epic Times and it's nonpartisan. So you wanna try to do that. Then though, um, watch some CNN and watch some Fox News. They generally have different points of view. And then, and I just learned, learned this from Lori Ladd. I don't know if you've had Lori Ladd on, but I love her work. I
1: haven't, I've watched a few of her things. She's, she's like you, she's out there every day, being very yeah. vocal. Yeah, yeah. and um, yeah, she's got a lot of amazing things to say, yeah.
0: Well, I love what she said today, because I listened and it was really good. She said, when you listen to something, don't just have a knee jerk. Oh, well, you know, that's uh that is a right wing, whatever. So we can't go. She said, don't, don't pay attention to that. Go inside and, and just ask, does this make me afraid or does this make me feel free? Yeah. And if it makes you feel afraid, then understand that your body, because we are we're in an ascension pattern. Mm-hmm. It's like the earth is giving birth. So I'm seeing myself as, you know, I'm a board certified OBGYN. I know how to stand by with birth. So I'm just a kind of a doula for this rebirth. <laughs> if it is yeah, it's if it's the new
1: world, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's right. Birth in the new world. I'm yeah. standing by. Yeah. And so you just feel the fear and understand that by feeling it, you are alchemizing it into freedom because you know you have to feel it to heal it. Mm. And so you just, you literally ask yourself, am I feeling fear or freedom? And the body, what, what we each have to cultivate here is this ability to know, is that true? Does that, does that feel true to this vehicle? Mm. No matter what the source, because mm. we know there's truth everywhere. There's truth in the middle of the ICU in the hospital. There's, there's truth, um, you know, in the labor and delivery wards. There's, there's truth and good people everywhere.
1: Absolutely. And this is what I think when I look at those nurses and doctors uh, delivering, you know, like, yeah, this is what I think. These are good people that have, have, you know, have taken, they've gone into the medical profession because they think they're going to help people and save lives. And now they're being forced to do a whole lot of things they wouldn't do, but they're believing they're believing the narrative. And so how do you, but I mean, a lot of rebelling, as you said, that, that YouTube or mm-hmm. Facebook video of all those doctors talking about what they have um, noticed. And it's not what the media and press is telling you. Uh, but I, yeah, I, my heart goes out to them that they're inside a system that's not looking after the well-being of them or anyone else. And, um, and they're confused. What do you do? You, you quit, you lose your job, you lose your mortgage. Yeah.
0: Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. And, you know, the ones who have stood up, you know, uh, they're always interesting to me, the rebels who, you know, stand on the steps of the hospital and have a little yeah. press conference, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and I remember the first guy, Eric Sales, I think was his name. He was an ICU doc, respiratory doc reporting live from the New York City hospital system saying, and he's, you know, you could tell he's just like a really good doctor, he knows what he's talking about. And he said, something isn't right here. These people are not acting uh, like they have a pneumonia. They're acting more like they have high altitude sickness, Mm -hmm. hape. And so, and they shouldn't be put on ventilators because that's killing them. Wow. They're acting like they need more oxygen. So he was questioning this
1: mm-hmm.
0: early on, and I'll never forget it. Or the nurses who were going around saying, um, they're killing people here. This mm-hmm. is not right. You know, the mm-hmm. nurses who were very, very brave mm-hmm. and they've put their own well being at risk. And then mm-hmm. I remember going back to listen to him. And he'd been demoted. So he was no longer
1: oh, wow. in the
0: ICU. They uh, said he could work in the emergency room. So people, uh, we we have a lot of people now who are waking up, speaking out.
1: Yeah. So what do you suggest, Christiane, that, you know, the, the people watching or listening to this do? Because it's going to get worse as... Yes, it is. As, as people push against, you know, that's the thing about resistance, what you resist persists. So... Even when we see the lies and then we push against it and say, this shouldn't be, then the, then the control ramps up. So, I, I, you know, there's a lot of people out there forming groups and, um, you know, all angry at what's going on. But the, it's like feeding the fire. It's, it's really not going to help it go away the more angry we get at it. But what can we do practically as we're forced to have vaccinations and forced to stay home and forced to wear masks and forced to do all this stuff? Uh, what, what do you want people to do? Well, I Apart think that. Stay loving. Stay yeah, loving. yeah.
0: What, what we want to do though, um, whenever I meet someone in my local area, I put their name in my phone so that, uh, because I believe that what's going to happen here, we're going to come together locally. Mm-hmm. We are going to force, by our numbers, our governments to listen to us. We, the people, have the power. We're and, supposed to, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, and when you yeah. look at these mandates, they're not laws. Mm, mm. So we're, we're the generation that grew up in public school. Do not break the seal until told to do so. Okay, and then it's one more thing and one more thing. So to me, there's a, there's a kind of control system um, where if we just stand up to them, like what, okay, what's happening now? Walmart and some of the other big stores in the states, there have been fights from the mask situation. So therefore, corporate is saying, okay, masks are no longer mandatory. Okay. That's that's happening. So people, you know, so if you're not wearing a mask, we are not gonna ask you, you may well have a medical condition because their employees, you know, 21 year old kids who were trying to enforce a mandate, which they never should have had to enforce because yeah. it's not a law, exactly. um, you know, they're being hit uh, head over the head. So this isn't working. What, what we're gonna see now, especially in the next couple weeks, because the astrology is very, um, I think the word, Joni Patri is a Vedic astrologer, and I think the word was Gandanta. She said, the planets are Gandanta, whatever. I think it's the, like they're at the last degrees of the sign, like 28, 29 degrees. And she said, it's just going to be wild. So what I would do, stay out of the fray. Just stay out of the fray. It's all going to be okay. And you you have to live... Your truth. Truth has a resonance. Truth is a superpower. So you can speak your truth and know that that truth, like Seth says, or the truth will set you free. Get with like minded people when two or more are gathered. I have a group that we, you know, we meet and we do new moon ceremonies, and nobody wears a mask, and you know, all of the rest of it. And if you and don't feed the beast, don't feed anger and because i believe that the control as uh, magenta calls them the service to self group they feed on fear and anger Mm -hmm. it's the food source Mm -hmm. for sociopaths so let's not feed them so there's a difference isn't there between those who are oh no i I can trust the government they're keeping me safe there's a big difference between that that's ignorance Mm -hmm. and I know exactly what's going on. It's the dismantling of what Dwight D. Eisenhower called the military industrial complex. And that's what's going on. And it's inevitable that it will collapse because it has a non-living orientation. And life begets life. But when it's death, 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 you know, that's where we've come to. Zach Bush saying, you got 80 years left, you can't keep, this is not sustainable. Mm-hmm. And so we're waking up to that and we have permaculture and we have you know we have the movie the biggest little farm and yeah. uh, the movie tomorrow demand and you know wonderful that's where we're going so yeah. let's start doing that now
1: yeah
0: let's Look, do it now.
1: there's big you know there's big hope in the world as much it's going to get crazier it's crazy and it's going to get crazier I think September is going to be a really peak month this year yeah and um what was I going to say? Oh, yes, Susie Hansen, right. <laughs> I okay. lost my train of thought for a second. So Susie Hansen is a, um, a, a UFO researcher. She's actually, um, she's written a book called Jewel Soul Connection. She she has this uh, memory of being on ship where she um, elected to come in as a human to be a part of this time of transition, like call them wanderers, starseeds, whatever, she calls herself a Jewel Soul. And uh, she identified the three waves of volunteers, much like Dolores Cannon did. But Susie was told when she was a child, when she was introduced to the soul of her now son, a blue ball of light or an indigo ball of light. And she was told by her ET friends, you know, get to know this soul, he's going to be your son. She was given this download, which is like about eight or 10 uh, about the waves of volunteers. And the third wave of volunteers are the people that have specifically come here to be a part of the shift. Like when the shift hits the fan, I say, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> they awaken, but until that time, they're not awake. And so they're very, and they're not into woo-woo stuff as a child. Uh, they're not the indigos or the, or the crystal children or what, however, that <clears throat> others have yeah. been identified. <clears throat> they go down a very mainstream path. They go into science and politics and medicine and, you know, government, and they become and they set themselves up in these positions of power. Uh, they're brilliant, highly evolved human beings who just have brilliant minds. They're exact. They're the Zach Bushes, right? Yes. And yes. then, when the shift hits the fan, they awaken, and they know exactly why they're here, and they start implementing. But they've put themselves in positions of power because they've they've not been woo woo. They've been highly intelligent, you know, beings on this planet. And that to me is so exciting.
0: That's so, very exciting. Yeah, That's, I love yeah. that.
1: That's very yeah. exciting, and uh, to know that there are people out there. Like I see the people like Zach Bush, and I go, yes, you know, like he looks like a, you know, he's talking about microbiome and science, but get underneath that, he's so incredibly spiritual and connected. And
0: oh yes, and when he starts to talk about death yeah. and birth, and yeah. oh my goodness, it's wonderful. It's
1: wonderful. wonderful. So we're starting to see people like that come out into the sort of public now. The the third wave, susie calls them, third waves of volunteers, and you know the yeah. first wave is obviously the indigos. And she said it wasn't a finite wave. They started coming in as the spiritual teachers like hundreds of years ago, but after the war, you know, um, they just started coming in en masse, predominantly as women. And so, our generation and older are of these indigos healers, psychics, and uh, the second waivers were the experiences, and they 're predominantly older now, but they're they 've had the the abduction experience or the you know they've been up on ships and what they're doing is they're starting to talk now and so when hundreds of thousands millions of people start saying yeah i've you know been abducted by aliens or i've you know been up on ships you can't deny it anymore so they're (laughs) the informers they're the ones that are talking about their experience you can call a few people crazy but you can't call millions of people crazy and they have a very important role in, in speaking in their experiences. And uh, I've met many of those as well, who they're in their 60s now and they're starting to talk about their experiences. And yeah, uh, so it's exciting times. We are in good it's,
0: hands. It's very exciting. So that's the other thing that I would tell people, just sit back and enjoy the show. <laughs> that's what we have to do, <laughs> sit back and enjoy the show. And then do what you, what you must do to take care of yourself because it's also exhausting so i would tell people sleep when you need to take naps do the best you can do not beat yourself up because we are in a cocoon you know astrologer ann ortley said i remember when this started she said okay you're going to notice a string coming out of your butt you are now making a cocoon and uh and you won't know what you're going to look like until december 21st (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: fabulous. A string coming out of your butt. Oh, darling one, it's been a joy. I'm just looking at the clock now. It says 10.10 here in Sydney, Australia. It's been a joy. Is there anything else you want to tell my audience about what's going on? Uh, You're a a wealth of um, information and and resources. Anyone else that you've been listening to that you want to talk about that you think people should listen to?
0: Yeah, I really love Eldora Rose uh, out of Toronto and her husband, Saman, who's a shaman. They are. I would say they they look Middle Eastern, but they live in Toronto now. And uh, she's done the amazing thing of, you know, leaving her first husband and her son and having all these downloads come. I I really love her stuff. So Eldora Rose, a whole lot of fun. And then, you know, if you really want to get into um, the strategy of what's going on here, Um, One of the things I like is Dave. He does the X-22 report. He kind of gives you the military operation of of what's going on. And I have no way to prove it, but I started to listen to him way at the very beginning of this. And so many things that he has said have proven to be true, so there's a lot of intel there. And so I would, I would look at that if you're, if you're interested in that kind of thing, but Eldora Rose, Lori Ladd, Magenta Pixie, um, and uh, so you. Dave, what's Dave's last name? You? I do not know. It's oh. the X22 report. X22 and he report. reports, he reports daily. He's part of the Q movement. And again, I mean, if you look at the mainstream, they'll tell you the Q movement is a Right wing, you know, nobody's a member of that conspiracy theory. But when I watched um, Out of Shadows Official on YouTube, that that was amazing. And that got 8 million views, like in about a week. And it's on YouTube still, but you've got to make sure that you are going Out of Shadows Official because there's all kinds of other iterations and that's not what you want. But it's okay. by a, a Hollywood stuntman yeah who injured himself and then went to a pelvic floor healer and she said to him uh, can i pray for you and that's where his journey began he knows a lot about hollywood one of the things that i'm finding fascinating is my 30-something friends are no longer interested in any celebrity and i think this is such a good thing because yeah. we're noticing that you know who cares right yeah Yes, it has taken
1: the focus off the obsession with celebrity, which is a good thing, I think. Yeah. Um, Yeah. We're all focused on, you know, surviving, and we're not too sort of so focused on, you know, celebrity. And, yeah, yeah, that's just, that was out of control too, this whole celebrity thing.
0: And that was all manipulated. Yeah. All that was manipulated. So, um, and also, um, you know, child sex trafficking, I think we're going to see a whole lot more coming up about that
1: yeah 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 as my guide said to me you know when you when you have a dirty house and you it's a dim light you don't see the dirt but when you turn up the light you see all the dirt and that's what's happening on planet earth right now oh, i
0: like that and that's really true they give me these great
1: analogies you know i used to do interior design and, and stuff and they said to me um, just think of it like this if you're going to renovate your house uh, you have to you know knock it down before you build a new one And they gave me this image. I love the way they give me analogies so that my mind can really cope with it. They said, even if you renovate your kitchen, you still have to smash out the old kitchen and it's not, it ain't pretty. It's not going to look pretty. It's going to be, there's going to be a lot of chaos and mess. And then until you put the new one in and I'm like, okay. They said, that's what's happening on planet earth.
0: (laughs) That is is really, really true. I I work with a medical intuitive, Julie Ryan, askjulieryan.com and Julie, um, She just says, look, when people, when it's time for them to die, the soul always makes the choice when, where, how. And a lot of people are leaving. Although I have to say the death toll is no no more than a severe flu. It really isn't. We didn't Mm -hmm. shut down the planet for the Hong Kong flu, and more people died from that. So let's be clear on that. And you know, I think that we're learning that there's there are things worse than death because we recycle and we're eternal but being scared to death is that's a non-living orientation yeah. where you know you just don't dare to and then what you do and this is addictive you pay attention to what the mainstream media is telling you because you have the false belief that that information will keep you safe
1: yeah. and in
0: fact that information is just fear porn to keep you addicted yeah yeah
1: I know, I know. Look, That's why I called the show Accentuate the Positive because I realised that the mainstream media was, you know, just hypnotising us on that accentuate the negative. They just accentuate the negative. So I thought, well, if yeah. they're going to accentuate the negative, I'm going to accentuate the positive because I started this on mainstream radio and I tried to sort of dumb it down to a, a mainstream narrative. But then, of course, I went off and I just, like you, I'm sort of like, I just want to talk about what I want to talk about. I want to talk cool. about. That's right and dimensions and all of it and it was a little bit much of a mainstream right. <laughs> yeah. So,
0: yeah. yeah but you get to the point right where okay, fine. whoever not wants to talk with me about this stuff, come on my channel but if you don't bless you, it's okay. Like you know when people come on to my thing and say, well how do you know what you know and I've been you know seeped in it for three months mm. and I just say go to questioningcovid.com and uh, read it. You read it and make up your own
1: mind. Fabulous. Have you heard of Mickey Willis? He's no. making a, a documentary called Plan-demic. So he put out a interview with um, that doctor. That he yeah.
0: yeah I've seen that. Yeah. That's yeah. Great.
1: And that was taken down on every platform. But what Mickey did was he made it freely downloadable. And so um, people downloaded that interview because it was just, and then uploaded it all on their YouTube And it was just fascinating to see that as many people uploaded it, how it would only take a few days or a week for YouTube to take it down.
0: I know it was popcorn. (laughs) (laughs) That that was, that was great. That was really uh, very good. Um, Judy Mikevitz, amazing, amazing person. And she's now got a class action suit against governor Newsom in California um, for the masks and the shutdown and all of that, because there's, she said, there's no data, there's no reason to do this. So we'll Um, see how that goes.
1: We'll see how it unfolds. But, uh, like you say, many voices and we are the, you know, we are in a democracy and, and it is supposed to be the voice of the people. So, uh, it's not the voice of the government, but the voice of the people. So they are supposed to be listening to us and what we want and, Um, I guess they're listening to the medical science that's what they tell you you know the science the medical science and so we have to do this because this is what the science says anyway we're in fascinating interesting times and I would say to anyone listening to this or watching this just question everything listen to your heart your heart knows what to do and yeah yeah but thank you so much for being on the show (laughs) It's been sure. so fun and fascinating. And, and thank you so much for all the work that you've done in the world over the years and, and your books and women's health, uh, anything you want to
0: say to menopausal women who are going through yeah, a hard time. A, a menopausal woman is, um, is a, a kind of a wonderful transition. It, again, it's like being an Iraqi birth, but life gets so much better after that. It, it's just, um you go from uh, alternating current of wisdom to a direct current of wisdom and the uh, brain chemistry you had at ovulation, you now have for the rest of your life. So it makes you maximally receptive to new ideas. It's actually, uh, it's when your soul says, what about me? And that's what the menopausal transition is because it's the Uranus opposition, which is age 42 when it sort of begins. And there's millions of things you can do to ease the physical symptoms so that's important to know yeah yeah so
1: you think that the change in the brain chemistry and the and the hormone chemistry has something to do with a spiritual transition too
0: oh yeah yeah but what, all...
1: about, what i'm seeing at the moment is so many young um we had a group the other day and there's this some brilliant young healer who just channels amazing stuff and i'm seeing a lot of and she's like got four children but they're just receiving you know they're not waiting for menopause to sort of start receiving this unbelievable information from all parts of the cosmos you know from spirit and other dimensions and other planets they're they're on it and they're not you know they're a long way from menopause and then they've got four children to juggle or children to juggle like I'm seeing so many young healers giving you know doing the birth but they're they're into it they're on it and um, yeah they just they're doing their work work and having the family they can't sort of wait until the family I mean I, I I I must admit I had that conscious decision that i would do the majority of my work after my daughter grew up and left so that i could focus on this and not sort of you know take that focus away from her but um but that's what's happening to young women now or 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 young healers i should say just call them no it's
0: not i i agree with you i mean my daughter has this big you know platform about using the lunar cycle and the menstrual cycle as uh, ways that you do business like you plan things around your creative cycle it's fantastic work Um, yeah so I'm seeing that too but that's because we um, broke trail they're coming along and putting in landscape lighting (laughs) (laughs)
1: that's right i love that the way (laughs) show they're coming and putting the landscape lighting in that's fabulous oh darling i know you have to go Uh, thank you again thank you so much
0: you're so welcome thank you it's been a pleasure
1: wow what a wonderful conversation with dr christiane northrop she's amazing she's so much fun didn't realize she'd be so much fun i've been watching her facebook lives and you know she's she's light and entertaining but she's a laugh she's a hoot she's wonderful just wonderful and uh, i hope you got a lot out of that uh conversation Uh, i said to her we didn't talk too much about vaccination and what it means and and why the 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 pros and the cons of vaccination but as the uh you know pharmaceutical industry ramps up their campaign to (laughs) sell (laughs) their product and somebody said that whoever invents the covid vaccination it's a multi-trillion dollar business so yeah it uh it will happen they'll put it out there and they'll probably make us take it so i said to her i'll I'll get it back on and we'll have another conversation exactly what it's all about coming from her medical background and um, i wanted to talk to someone that came from a medical background about it because you know, you could just all call it conspiracy or woo-woo or I don't know, there's so many people judging um, people that are against the medical profession and, and, and industry. It's not that we're against it, it's just pro-life and not pro-life. <clears throat> and there's other things we can do. That conversation she was talking about with the doctors all standing out at the front of the hospital that was taken down on, off every platform was them talking about the cure for COVID. And they're saying that that... Um, hydroxychloroquine whatever that uh, drug is that trump talked about that everyone has said that he's mad and it's crazy and all the doctors they're saying no we've been using it and it works and that's what they were saying they were saying that it works really well on their patients and and uh and yet on every platform what did she say over 100 million views on every platform that was taken down simply because there is a a cure or a remedy for the symptoms of COVID. So it's so interesting, isn't it? Uh, uh, there, is a, there is a government or, a, or an industry that doesn't want to be a cure because they want to invent a cure and then give it to everybody. So it will be interesting to see what happens and um, how that rolls out and, and how we deal with that. We are in for interesting times. It's a crazy old world we're living in at the moment. But remember, <laughs> accentuate the positive, stay loving and gather in your groups and have conversations with people that understand what you're talking about physically. Don't let the rules and regulations keep you apart. Lots of love to you. I'm gonna go out for breakfast now with my flatmate. (laughs) She's waiting here, waiting for me. So I'm not gonna yak on too much. And uh, remember to um, join up to the inner sanctum if you've got Ishtar Hal coming in who I had on the show last year. He's a beautiful young spiritual teacher and he's traveling. I think he might be in Europe at the moment. He's been traveling for a while. Gorgeous, lovely consciousness teacher. He's coming up in the inner sanctum and uh, I've got a couple of weeks off to look after my daughter, but I've got a few fascinating people coming up for the show. And remember to buy the book, Awakened by Death. Big love to you all. Bye for now.